0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Hey, welcome to today's program. I've been waiting to see you and I hope that you've been waiting for me. Right now I'm teaching a brand new series, which is called Christmas, the rest of the story. When I was a young boy growing up every year, my daddy would read the Christmas story to me and my sisters. And I just loved it when daddy read the Christmas story to us. I loved every detail of Christmas, but when I got older, I began to study more deeply about all the events that took place around the event we call Christmas. And I was amazed at what I discovered. And that's why I really want you to have the brand new series, which is called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. And the subtitle appropriately says, Amazing Insights About Christmas You've Never Heard Before. It's 15 parts. I know that may sound very big, but my friends, you really will listen to every one of these and devour it because it's just jam-packed with treasures about events you've never heard about before around the birth of Jesus. It is just thrilling. And it comes with a great study guide so that you can read all the information while you see it or while you hear it. And I know that you really love beautiful books and books that are filled with truth. And so I want you to get the book called Christmas, the rest of the story. Look at the size of it. It's hardcover. It's 300 pages. And we really did our very best to make a masterpiece for you. Every single page is full color, fully illustrated. You will see things in this book that you've never considered before. And the color just brings it to life. You will devour it. And really, you should order several because I know That when you get yours, you're going to say, "Ah, why didn't I order several? Because you're going to want to give this to your friends or to other members of your family. It is just thrilling. But before we get into the teaching today, I want to tell you that if you need prayer, and I understand what it means to need prayer, because sometimes Denise and I need prayer. And when we we need prayer, we call our friends that we love and we trust, and we ask them to pray with us. Well, if you need somebody that you can trust to pray with you, here we are give us a call right now or send us an email. You can reach out to us and you can be absolutely sure that if you ask us to pray for you, we will really pray and we will keep your prayer request confidential. But reach out to us by calling or send us an email. But I want you to see this and then I'll be back to begin today's teaching.
2: Christmas is a timeless tradition, but do you really know the true story of that first holy night? IN RICK RENNER'S TIMELESS NEW BOOK CHRISTMAS THE REST OF THE STORY RICK UNCOVERS THE STUNNING DETAILS OF THE NATIVITY STORY YOU HAVE NEVER HEARD LIKE WAS JOSEPH REALLY A CARPENTER WHO WERE THE SHEPHERDS KEEPING WATCH HOW FAR DID THE WISE MEN TRAVEL AND HOW MANY ACTUALLY CAME THROUGH ITS DETAILED WATERCOLOR ILLUSTRATION CHRISTMAS THE REST OF THE STORY INVITES FAMILIES TO EXPLORE THE TRUE MEANING OF CHRISTMAS AS THEY INTERACT WITH THE STORY ACROSS NEARLY 300 DECORATED PAGES The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with
1: this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much, and you'll want to
2: share it with others. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark, large-format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for his birth. Great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions, order this beautiful book today, Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer.
1: Today, we're going to be looking at Jesus' baby dedication in the temple about 40 days after he was born. And we're going to begin in Luke chapter 2, verse 21, where the Bible says, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel, before he was conceived in the womb. And in accordance with Jewish law, 40 days after Mary's purification, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem to dedicate him to God. It really was a baby dedication. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, we read And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And what Mary and Joseph did at that temple in Jerusalem is what we today would call a baby. Dedication. What is a baby dedication? A baby dedication is a ceremony in which believing parents and sometimes entire families make a commitment before the Lord to raise their child according to God's word and God's ways. It is a commitment that provides parents an opportunity to express publicly their desire to lead and spiritually nurture a child to love God and to serve him. And today, baby dedications can take many forms. Sometimes a baby dedication happens privately. Other times it happens in in front of an entire congregation so everybody can witness what is happening. But it is intended to be a public statement by the parents. Did you hear that? A baby dedication is intended to be a public statement by the parents that they will train their children in the Christian faith and seek to instill that faith in that child. Even among the Jews at the time of Jesus, a baby dedication ceremony involved the reading of key Bible passages and a verbal exchange in which the parents publicly agreed to raise a child according to God's word. And today there are baby dedications in synagogues and in Christian denominations, but the first baby dedication that we read about in Scripture really happened with Hannah, who cried out to God and asked God to give her a child, and God gave her Samuel, and she dedicated Samuel to God. But the most well-known baby dedication is the one which we're reading about in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, when Joseph and Mary took Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord, and that is what is illustrated on the screen behind me. But really, if you stop and think about it, A baby dedication is really more of a parent dedication. That's what it's about. In that moment, parents or guardians stand before God and before others. And with the child in their arms, they make a commitment that they're going to raise that child according to the word of God. Mm, This is so powerful and we need to do this. And those responsible for a child well, they want to make a commitment to teach him or her to walk in obedience to God, in his ways, in every respect of their lives. And it's quite a commitment to raise a child. But I want you to understand that a baby dedication, it's really a parent dedication. But in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, we read that Joseph and Mary brought him, that is, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Notice those words, to present. This is very, very significant because it is a translation of a Greek word, which means to place at one's disposal, to fully surrender, to offer a sacrifice, to present as an offering to God or to dedicate something to God once and for all. And this is very important because it tells us that Joseph and Mary presented their newborn son to the Lord. And in that moment, they were willfully placing him at God's disposal. They were fully surrendering him to God. They were offering him as a living sacrifice. And they were officially dedicating him to the Father once and for all. This word present depicts a commitment upon which one will never, never, never back off or cease to fulfill. It was their public promise to raise Jesus according to the scriptures and that they would teach him to serve God and to serve serve God's people as a priority in life. But really, it's a parent dedication, making the decision, we're going to present this child to the Lord and do whatever is needed to make sure that child serves God and to reinforce this once and for all commitment. That's really what a baby dedication is. But today we have the example of Joseph and Mary, and it's very important for Christian parents to take this example. They need to dedicate their children to the Lord and make their own personal commitment that they will raise that child according to the Word of God and to love the people of God. But we find the same word, present, that is used in Luke 2.22 is also used by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, where he wrote that all Christians are to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And that word present in Romans 12.1 is the same word which we find In Luke chapter 2, verse 22, which means Paul was actually urging each of us to officially dedicate ourselves once and for all and forever to the plans and purposes of God. It is a full dedication never to be retracted, a dedication we must commit to live for the rest of our lives. And according to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, each of us, each of us, are to offer up our body as a living sacrifice. But notice Paul adds the word beseech. I beseech you to do this. I beseech you to present your bodies. Why does he use the word beseech? Well, the word beseech is a Greek word which pictures one who has something so important to say that he pulls right up alongside of his listener, getting as close to him as possible, and then begins to plead with him to take some kind of action. It pictures a person who passionately begs or pleads with a person or a group of people to do something. And the sense of pleading is so strong that one expositor says it's almost the image of the Apostle Paul dropping to his knees, begging, pleading, praying with his listeners to hear what he is saying and then to do what he says. And he's powerfully pleading with them to bese- to present their bodies as a living sacrifice to God. But there's something else about this word beseech. It's the Greek word parakaleo, which was also used in the ancient Greek world to describe commanding officers who came to their troops when their troops were about to go to battle. And the commanding officer would beseech them. He would say, the war before you is real. It might be gory. It could be very difficult, but you need to face this bravely and decide that you can do it. So hold your head high, throw your shoulders back, Stand up straight, look the enemy eyeball to eyeball, and go into the battle bravely. And the reason Paul also uses this word beseech is because he knows that when you make a decision to dedicate your body to God, it can be a battle. So he beseeches us like a commander look the enemy eyeball to eyeball, hold your head high, throw your shoulders back, and make a decision that you're going to take charge of your flesh and present your body as a living sacrifice. And it is no suggestion. This is a command. So let's talk for a moment about the dedication of your body. The verse says, Romans 12:1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And in this verse, the apostle Paul calls on you and me to put our bodies on the altar and dedicate them as a living sacrifice to God once and for all. And Paul's language in this verse is really peculiar because there had never been a living sacrifice before. Sacrifices were always dead. So the concept of a living sacrifice, well, this is really new. But in Romans 12:1. Paul calls on us to present our physical bodies as a living sacrifice, which means God is seeking those who will lay themselves on the altar, stay on the altar by their own free will, and stay there as a living sacrifice. We are to be completely surrendered to him. This means 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in the same way that Mary and Joseph presented Jesus to the Father, that day in the temple. When they presented Jesus to the Father, they officially dedicated him once and for all, forever to the plans and purposes of God. And the truth is, there are vast numbers of believers that have given their hearts to Jesus, but they've never given their bodies to Jesus. Mm. Today, if you have never given your body to the Lord as a living sacrifice, then I urge you, to pray this prayer. Lord, I'm giving you my body. It's yours. It's no longer mine. I present my physical person to you. It is at your disposal. I'm giving it to you once and for all, forever. Wow. But Romans 1 also infers that we are to dedicate our minds to the Lord. The mind is another area that many Christians have never really fully surrendered to God. They gave their hearts to Jesus, but they didn't give their mind and their thinking to Jesus. And often they even say, well, my mind is under my control. I have a right to think what I want to think. But in Deuteronomy 6, verse 5, the Bible says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. That's right. That's where we start. But then it adds, with all thy mind and with all thy strength. And according to this verse, Dedicating our minds to the Lord is not a suggestion. It also is a command. God wants you to present your mind to him once and for all. He knows that your mind is the central control center of your life. And he wants to dominate your mind, dominate your thinking. And if you have never given your mind to the Lord, then right now, pray this prayer. Lord, I officially present to you my mind as my sacrifice to you. I'm giving you my mind. It's yours. It's no longer mine. My memory banks, my thinking capacity, all of it are at your disposal once and for all. If you've never surrendered your mind to the Lordship of Jesus, you need to do it right now once and for all. But there's another area that you need to dedicate once and for all and that is the dedication of your emotions. People have given their hearts to Jesus, but often they've not given their emotions to Jesus, and they even may say, well, the Lord has my heart, but I have the right to feel what I want to feel. Well, you need to understand that emotions are very powerful, and when emotions are not in the control of the Holy Spirit, they can really lead you in the wrong direction. They can become a weapon that harms you and harms others, but in Romans 12, 1, Paul calls on us to present our entire being, including our emotions, once and for all to God as a part of you becoming a living sacrifice. And once again, the word present means to present once and for all, a done deal for ever. So we find that God calls on every believer to once and for all present his body His mind and his emotions, and all that he or she is, as a special offering to the Lord, as a living sacrifice. But what does the word sacrifice mean? The word sacrifice in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, depicts something that you give up that is very precious and very dear to you. Sacrifices in the ancient world were very, very expensive because it cost something very significant to give a sacrifice. If it wasn't significant, then it wasn't really a sacrifice. And for you to become a living sacrifice will require for you to do something very significant. And I'm talking really about a death to self. Such a living sacrifice occurs when you bow your will, dethrone self, enthrone Jesus by choosing to submit to his lordship and by choosing to obediently live according to his commands. This is a daily sacrifice of saying no to self and yes to God. That's what you're commanded to do and you can do it. And because there was no such thing as a living sacrifice in the ancient world, hmm, God's calling us on the contrary to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. Listen to this. In the ancient world, if a person brought a sacrifice and walked off with a living sacrifice, then he didn't make a sacrifice. It wasn't a sacrifice unless it was dead. If he walked off with a living animal, all he did was make a lot of noise, make a lot of commotion and make a big spectacle. But unless it died, it wasn't a sacrifice. Now for us to become a living sacrifice because we're not dying permanently we're alive but we're choosing that every day we're going to die to ourselves. We must be willing to crawl onto the altar, surrender ourselves, yield what is precious, be willing to renounce all claims to ourselves and fully surrender ourselves to the purposes of God and by dying to ourselves every day we become a living sacrifice. And this really is something that must be done every day. And as believers, we need to say, you can pray this with me right now, God, I'm presenting myself to you. I present and surrender to you my body, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. I choose to die to, I want what I think and how I feel about things. And I humbly place myself at your disposal once and for all. And the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, that when a believer does this, this is acceptable with God. And that word acceptable means it's fully pleasing or it is fabulous in the mind of God. This is a sacrifice which God accepts. Do you see how powerful this is? But what does this mean for you first? First, just as Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to dedicate him in the temple as a baby. Now every Christian parent should do his best to present their child to the Lord and to make the commitment that they will raise that child according to God's word and God's ways and to love God's people. Number two, God expects each of us, regardless of our age, to surrender ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. Every day we are to present ourselves just as Joseph and Mary presented Jesus once and for all. But wait, number three, there's something very else, very important that happened on that day in the temple when Joseph and Mary dedicated Jesus to the Lord. On that day, as all of these events were taking place, two very famous characters came strolling into the temple and the Bible tells us they were directed by the Holy Spirit to come at that very moment. One of them was named Simeon. The other was named Anna. Both of them had a spirit of prophecy upon them and they were directed by the Holy Spirit to come at that very moment to see this child that was being dedicated because this was the Christ child. It was the Messiah. And both of them began to prophesy And when we study the stories of Simeon and Anna, we find how they waited for the first coming of the Lord. And there's so much we can glean from it about what we need to do as we're waiting for the next coming of the Lord. And that's where we're going to pick up in the next program. But I'll be back in just a moment. And I want to pray for you.
0: Do you really know the story of Christmas? Is there more to the story about the birth of our Savior than what you've been told? In this series, Christmas, the rest of the story, Rick Renner dives deep into the parts of the Christmas story that most people have never heard. Rick says, I've studied this story for decades, and I found fabulous treasures no one ever shared with me. In this series, we explore the Bible, history, historical writings, and so much more, so we can really understand all the events that took place surrounding the birth of Jesus. Rick answers questions like, why did God choose Mary? Was Joseph really a carpenter? Why was Herod so troubled by Jesus's birth? Who were the Magi, and what was the estimated value of their gifts? This 15-part documentary-type series is available in digital or physical format, starting at just $24. And we're excited to also offer you Rick's stunning new book, Christmas the Rest of the Story for a special new release price of $35. It's a book you'll want to share with friends and family at this time of the year. This hardcover, 300-page, fully illustrated book is a keepsake that friends and family will pass on to future generations. Don't miss this special offer, the series, Christmas, the Rest of the Story, and the beautiful book, Christmas, the Rest of the Story. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. I want to pray for you right now. Maybe you've heard this teaching today and you said, you know, I've never surrendered my body to the Lord. I've never given him my mind. I've never surrendered to him my emotions. But my friends, you're called to present all of you to the Lord once and for all, a final presentation. God, I'm placing me in all that I am at your disposal. So I want you to put your hand on your heart as I pray for you right now. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my friend that in this moment, they will officially present all of them to you, They've already given you their heart, but Lord, today they want to give you their body, their mind, their emotions, and all that they are. And Lord, we ask you to receive them, sanctify them, consecrate them. Lord, they are committing to serve you and to serve your word and your people for the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, remember that we're offering you the series, which is called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. The subtitle says, Amazing Insights About Christmas That You've Never Heard Before. It's 15 parts and it comes in multiple formats. And it comes with a great study guide. The study guide is just loaded with all the points and all the principles in the series. And we're also offering you my book that I really want you to have, which is also called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. It's a hardback. It's about 300 pages. It's just so beautiful because it's fully illustrated every page is full color. You will want to share this with your family, share it with your friends, share it with your grandchildren because it will just take them right into Christmas and it will show them all the rest of the story they've never heard before. It is just miraculous. You can order all of these by going online or by giving us a call. But hey, we're out of time. I'll see you tomorrow, but remember, Ecclesiastes 8:4, where the word of a king is, there's power.